We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. We were going to do the boxing and the MMA talk at the end of our previous episode, but it ran long because, you know, we're out here. We're talking about the ongoing climate, the social justice, and, uh, you know, speaking about everything going on in this country. So instead, we decided to give you guys two separate episodes and we are here to give you guys a nice little wrapped up episode talking about combat sports. So by doing that, we can just dive right in. And we have the return of boxing. No fans. I don't think any media. I haven't heard anything in terms of this. But if they're allowing media, Dre, will you be covering the return of boxing? Shakur Stevenson in Vegas June 9th. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think so. You know, I mean, I, I keep saying like the U. Let's talk. The UFC media protocol was, if you go, you had to be tested. I think they had a saliva test, and you had to uh-huh. quarantine for twenty four hours. I can't afford to do that shit. I got a daughter. I don't want to do that shit, because I don't know if uh, Top Rank's going to do the same thing. But I one, I have zero interest in this squash match in terms of, like I got to be there. It's a squash match. Two, I don't know if we're going to have access to the fighters like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what am I doing? 
I can watch it at home. And I think everybody understands. Like I said, the Zone of Sporting News has asked me, "Is like, are you tra- willing, to, interested in traveling? You don't have to. If you want to, let us know, and we'll find a way to get you these fights." And I was like, "Fuck no." They're like, "Good. Enjoy your time at home." <laughs> I yeah, I have no interest. Like these fights are being in Ve- held in Vegas. Like I asked today, you covering uh, UFC 250, which we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, I told uh, Nobi from UFC, I was like, "Nope." Won't be there. Got a three-year-old. There's no way I can be away from my daughter for 24 hours in quarantine. And then, just on the offhanded possibility that I actually do have this shit and I go home, it's not a good idea. So I'm just going to stay. No, then it's two weeks. Yeah. Then you're actively costing yourself two weeks around your daughter. Not doing that. So my daughter too much. The fight game, y'all can have that shit. I'll watch it from home. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree, man. And it's just, I... I didn't even get an email. I'm pretty sure ESPN is just not having any of that shit. They're not sending us anywhere. Because it's not worth the risk. And they're, yeah. not, they're not trying to have us catch something. And then it's bad reflection on the company and health protocols. So they didn't even ask me. They're just like, yo, cover it from home. Here goes all your assets. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, all right, cool. Easy. Say less. I don't want to go anywhere anyway. The spot across from me is opening up tomorrow. Ice cream spot. It's delicious. I don't want to go anywhere for like a week. Trying to just go in there and try every flavor of ice cream. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not trying to fly out, go to Vegas. And how wack is it to go to Vegas? Nothing's open, and you got to be quarantined in Vegas if I had to cover it? Like, I know mad people in Vegas, and I can't talk to any of them. Yeah. I just got to stay in a hotel and then turn around and come back home? Like, nah. It's not not worth it. Not, at not all. worth the trip at all. We saw people do it for UFC, like you mentioned. And... I hope that has furthered their career. Um, I feel bad for a lot of people who've been laid off this week. I think MMA Fighting had a few layoffs, and uh, some other companies have had furloughs. So, uh, yeah, I'm sad, man. People are losing their job. They're affected by this. But still, I'm not sad enough to risk my health and go. Like, if I had to take the L and got fired because of it, which I won't, because uh, the company is very understanding. But if I wasn't at, you know, ESPN and Disney in a company that didn't understand, they would just have to fire me. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not risking. Like, it, it, it is not worth it at all. So that's kind of boxing. Shakur Stevenson comes back, which is cool. Uh, Michaela Myers on there on that same card. You said it's a squash match. Sure, but it's boxing, right? I'm going to watch so we it. get live boxing. Yeah, everyone's going to watch it. Like, if you're a boxing fan, like, cool. We get to watch live boxing. Not that a lot of these classic fights weren't fun, but, you know, we if they can do it properly and safely, cool, we get live boxing. And then Saturday, we get live UFC fights. But before we get into those, there was a UFC card that happened this past weekend that we have to touch on. And with that, let's see, I'm trying to pull up the card now. Kicking off the main event, though, or the main card, was Mackenzie Dern, who we talked about last week. She was a big favorite going into this. People were like, ah, okay, let's see what she has. And I thought this was the best I've seen her look. And the weight, you know, dropping the weight has become easier just overall. Like, she just looked ready to fight and this is you know the Mackenzie Dern I thought I think people hope to see uh, some people jumped off a cliff and said she's the next Ronda Rousey maybe if the game hadn't evolved she could have been Ronda Rousey 
but with the evolution, she has to become more well-rounded. I thought I saw a lot of good work from her on the feet. She got tagged a couple times, but she also hit a slick uppercut. She kept a distance well enough to not get completely bombarded. And when she got the chance, she hit the ground and, and made uh, Cyphers pay for not getting out quick enough and just chilling like she was going to ground and pound her against the number one jujitsu person in the women's division. Uh, you know who Mackenzie Dern is? Damian Maya. That's fair. She's Damian Maya. She's that's not a bad career. Like no, if you could not. ink out a Damian Maya career, you'd be all right. Yeah, it, like her striking is good, just good enough, right? Is is this yep. is not the Damian Maya that got got murdered by like Nate Marquardt and did nothing with Andrew Cecilia. I'm talking about the later Damian Maya that got a title opportunity against Tyron Woodley. The striking is adequate. He learned how to take people down like he did to Carlos Condit. And when he gets you on the ground, you're in hell. And I think that's Mackenzie Dern. She is the Damian Maya of the women's strawweight division. And she's just good enough on standing up because if the fight hits the mat, it's over. I don't know what her ceiling is. Strawweight is a tough division. I don't think she'll be a champion. But I think she'll be a, a good force. My question is, is... The next time they interview Mackenzie Dern, is she going to bring a translator and be like, I don't speak English? Because her <laughs> dog, like the accent, the, her broken English, I don't, I've never seen this in my life. If anybody's seen old in- interviews of Mackenzie Dern, she spoke like normal English from being from Arizona. She sounded like a valley girl. Yeah, like just normal English. And now it's like, yeah, she trains BJJ, but you don't become... Be, like, you don't become Portuguese. Like, what the hell? <laughs> she went down to Brazil, though, right? Yeah. No, For, like, I, I three years, came back with the accent and completely forgot English. And then this is, like, her middle phase. Yeah, I don't under Like, again, when you leave, I get it. Like, if you leave Vegas or the West Coast and you move to the East Coast, you might pick up some New York slang along the way. Or you might say some sun. Or you might say water instead of water like i uh, i still have my new york roots in me water yeah exactly how are you, how are you supposed to say it? cali people say water it's like an a water. ah oh people from new york water but yeah it's like war water yeah but that's weird point being <laughs> okay. is that like you pick certain things up from where you go- come from you don't lose everything else she has lost the english language how does this happen <laughs> How the hell does this happen? Like, even if you look at her, you're like, yo, is she turning, like, Brazilian before my eyes? She don't even look like the same girl. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no. On. Yeah, she looks completely different. It is the most She looks like she's kind of Brazilian. Yeah, it's the most right. fascinating thing I've ever seen. This is, like, I, this is like osmosis. Like, she's, she's, like, transforming before our eyes. And like I said, next fight she's going to win, and she's going to call a translator, and, like, me, no English good. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It'll be the most entertaining story that I will begin to really, truly follow because I'll have to find Mackenzie Dern. Like, what happened? How do you forget English in your, in your what is it, 20-something? How do you forget yeah, English? like 23. Like, I, I've only seen this in Dragon Ball Z. Like, she's just <laughs> evolving into different phases of herself. And I guess in the evolution of Mackenzie Dern, the better she gets, the less English she speaks. Okay. And she's physically evolving into a Brazilian woman. It's fascinating. It is incredible. But, yeah, she took the win. Uh, Cyphers left her leg out there. First knee bar in women's UFC women's history. That's weird. You would think you'd see something like that. No, but her her jujitsu was that good. Wrapped ass up. Lickety split. Um, Roosevelt Roberts went through to submission. That was cool. We had a couple uh, decisions. 
diving off fight was ugly to me. Yeah. Look, man, heavyweight fights, unless it's like in Ghana or a few other guys, they suck. And in an empty arena, all I hear is like breathing. <sighs> like you hear those guys like laboring across the cage. Man, it's tough. It's tough. Like heavyweights, when you see a guy like in Ghana, you're like, holy shit. But for the most part, Man, them heavyweights, yeah. this is them three, them fifteen minutes are a long fifteen minutes in an empty it, arena. I hear everything. Midway through the second, shit gets rough oh, for man. heavyweights, Ooh. and then you just look, you be like, "Oh man, these guys just gonna lay on each other." Um, I skipped two things that were actually pretty good. Uh, Jamal Hill. Yeah, he looks good. We saw him on Dana White's Contender Series, and remember the interview? He was like, "I've been training my whole life to beat John Jones." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, this kid is weird. And he had a different, like, funky fighting style. But watching him fight now and a couple fights in, he is good. He's the real deal. He's so tall and lanky for that division. Even for, like, heavyweight, it's kind of like he's tried to transform himself into a John Jones clone. And I think his striking might be better at this stage of his career. Well, yeah, his ground game is pretty trash. So I think when he says I'm trained to beat John Jones, it's like he's trying to find the things that John Jones doesn't do. And be really good at him, which yeah. is kind of like what Israel Adesanya is. And but yeah, his striking looked really good. He finished the guy off in the round, beautiful knee to the body, follow up strikes. It looks good. I'm interested in seeing him fight. I don't know what his ceiling is. So I need to see some more of him. Kind of reminds me of Johnny Walker right now, but we'll see. Yeah, two thumbs up on his chest is one of the worst tattoos I've seen in <laughs> MMA, and that's saying something. There's a guy with the, the damage across his chest. This might be equally as bad. Yeah, this is pretty Cause bad. Because the, the hands are horrible. Like, just the drawing quality of the hands, you barely know it's two thumbs. It, it's not good. He needs to get that ch- touched up. Dana should have gave him a bonus just so he can get that, that touched up real quick. And then the other one was Shevchenko was dominated by by Caitlin. And Caitlin was dominated by uh, Bullet Shevchenko. And then now comes back and beats the big sister. That was a drubbing. I mean... That was like a 30-24 fight? 30-25? It was ugly. Yeah, Chukagi is the number two ranked uh, straw, uh, flyweight in the division. So yeah, big step up. Yeah, for, for you know, uh, Antonina Shevchenko, like, she's not her sister. Everybody knows it. But for some reason, which is something I wish I would have pointed out before and made a bet, Chukagi in some sports books was the underdog, which is, like, bizarre. They went straight what? off of bloodlines and was like, oh, Shevchenko's going to win because her sister. No. Clearly, no. She's not as good as her sister. Yeah, that's stealing. Excuse me. That was stealing money. Um, and then main event, Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns handed Tyron an ass whooping. Yes, he did. And Tyron's at the point where I look at him and be like, is he washed? Not physically. Like, he still looks good. Gilbert was a little bigger. Gilbert looked great. But... Is he washed just mentally? Because he looks gun-shy to me. And I'd say four of his last six, maybe five of his last six, he won by being patient and just being the champ and hoping not to get his ass whooped and be defensive. And now you're trying to tell him to turn the switch back on, and I don't know if he can flip it again. Yeah, I mean, it's a very valid point because like, it's like he turned cerebral as a fighter and became a counter puncher and a counter striker and you know worked with some guys was boring in other fights like he did that against Darren Till and I expected him to do that with Burns like use Burns' aggression against him however 
Gilbert Burns' striking has become pretty goddamn good for the division. And his jujitsu is already amazing. And Woodley, at 38, I don't want to necessarily just blame it on the age. I do kind of blame it on the inactivity. And whatever's going on mentally just ain't there. He can't counter fast enough. He can't pull the trigger. So when you've spent so much time in the octagon, staring at your opponent and waiting for the capitalize on mistakes and nothing happens, when it's time to fight, you probably don't. It's like you, you got to shake that rust off. And Gilbert Burns beat him every minute of that fight. It wasn't a single minute that Tyron Woodley was winning that fight. At all. And his corner, props to his corner for telling him the truth. Yeah. That's trust. He just, yeah, he just, he wouldn't step on the gas. As much as they wanted him to, as much urgency as they tried to pump into him, he, he just wouldn't do it. Nah, I don't know. And what that's weird. Like, I, when, you, when you ask, like, is it, I don't know if it's over. I still think he can win some fights. But it's clear he's not who he was. He's, he's just not. And he won't be. I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll find a second win. And in that division, it's tough because it's not only can you win, it's how exciting can you be. Yeah. It's real tough. And it, that's every division now. Like, you got to entertain while you're out there. And I don't, I don't know if he, if he can do it. it it's rough. Um, we're going to hit a quick break. You know what? Hit this quick break. We'll come back. And we will talk UFC, what is this, 250. I think I said 251 earlier. UFC 250, which is coming up this weekend. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we'll get back to the show in one second. But first, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, Bet Online has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. All right, just that quick, we are back. And then... You look at the card, it's not as bad as people say it is, Dre. You said it was pretty it's You're bad. one of the people, right? It's, it's bad not that a, bad. It's bad for a pay-per-view. Okay, I prefer it to be on regular ESPN because I think the numbers it would draw would be incredible. But it's a pay-per-view, so I, I still think there's good fights on here. Like, oh, I yeah. really like the uh, Caceres-Chase Hooper fight. I mean, there's really good fights on the card, but I who the fuck is paying for this? Yeah, I don't know. That that fight specifically is free. Um, Kelleher versus uh, Cody. There's good good fights on this card. It's just, yeah, the marquee power isn't there. Uh, let's go down and start making some picks. The Sugar Show is back. It just wrecked someone his last fight. And then Sean O'Malley opens it up versus Eddie Wineland. I think it's going to be exciting. I expect Sean O'Malley to win again. Yeah, O'Malley just he just looks really good, but he's in there with a seasoned uh, former. I believe Wineland spent. I mean, he spent some time in WEC. Wineland's been around for a long time, and he's yeah, durable. Th- 
So that's key. O'Malley's been able to just get guys out of there with a few shots, like the last fight. He's going to be in there against somebody who's going to put, press the action, Eddie Wineland. So this is, I think this is Sean O'Malley's litmus test to see if he's really a true threat to the rankings, not even like top five. We won't go that far. But to enter the top 15 and be a threat in the, in the division because that division, Bantamway is stacked. So you oh, get, yeah. if you can get Eddie Wineland out there like you've done the rest, I'm impressed. I'm looking forward to this fight because I want to see. I think O'Malley's going to win as well, but I just want to see how he does it and what he does when he faces some adversity. And you look at Wineland, hasn't been stopped since 2014. Yeah. So it's just, man, he's he's good. So you, you, you look at that, and it's just, it's one of those, you know, trap fights. Like you were saying, it's one of those, this guy has almost three times the amount of experience as you. Can you make up that experience and show how special you are? So I, I think that's a really good fight, and it's a fight that's really going to tell where O'Malley is. And I'm not sure, but I think, is this his first time on the main card on a pay-per-view? I believe so. I, th I think this is his step up, so um, opening the pay-per-view helps a ton as well. So I like that. Um, the next fight, we have Magni versus Rocco Martin. I don't know, Rocco Martin, uh, give me Neil Magny. Neil Magny wins these weird-ass fights. Yeah, and Magny, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Magny's, like, really long, really awkward. Um, he's hard to figure out in terms of, like, when you look at him. So if you're not, like, an exceptional fighter, he's going to give you a hard time. And Rocco Martin is solid, but I think Neil Magny wins this fight. And he should win it. I think he's going to win it pretty impressively. Yeah, Rocco Martin's cool. I Seven. Seven inch reach advantage is crazy. Dog, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to be a special fighter to deal with somebody with those advantages. I don't think Rocco's yeah. that guy. Nah. So give me Neil Magny. Um, next fight, Aljamain Sterling, who I thought could be fighting for the title. Should be. For some reason they want Jose Aldo to fight for this belt. Whatever. Um, Sterling versus Sanhagen. To me, this is the caliber of fight that could be a title fight. Both guys very good. Both guys very deserving. Give me Aljamain Sterling, though, because we just talked about experience and stepping up and levels. I, I thought Sanhagen looked great against the Sun Sal. Um, beat John Lineker. He's in there against really, really good guys. It's just when you go five rounds, or excuse me, three rounds, you go the distance, and Sterling goes the distance, he has a lot of tools to outpoint someone. And he's just so nasty on the ground. So give me that barely. Give me a split decision for Aljamain. Yeah, I, man, I'm having a tough time with this fight because yeah, <sighs> Jose Aldo, first of all, shouldn't be in a title fight, okay? He shouldn't be in a title fight. Fighting One of these guys should be in the title yeah, fight. Yeah, fighting Yan for the title is complete and utter bullshit. Like, you lost your fight. Even though some people thought you won, a lot of people thought you beat Marlon Moraes, you didn't. So you shouldn't get a title opportunity over guys who have winning streaks. Sanhagen's won, uh, what is it, five in a row since joining the UFC? And Aljo's yep. been on a roll as well, and now these two got to fight each other? And, like, you're eliminating the potential of creating a star because you're giving Jose Aldo the opportunity here. This is bullshit. I think Aldo's three and four in his last seven fights uh, or something. He's 0 and one in the division. How do you get a title fight? Again, it's not, a, it's not like... A division where it's like light heavyweight, where this guy's like, oh, in the heavyweight where you go beneath the top three, it's like, oh, I don't know who's 
who's good, nobody's on the real running streak. These guys are winning fights. Like, yeah. again, Aljo's on a, on a run. Like, Sanhagen's on a run. They're running into each other during the streak. One of them should be fighting Yan for the title. This is dumb. So anyway, this fight is hard as hell to pick. I, I want to go with Aljo, but Sanhagen, he's really good on his feet. My concern with Aljo is his jiu-jitsu and his wrestling is great. But I hate that he kicks so much sometimes, and it could get him caught up in this fight. I mean, that's his best offense. His feet are better in his hands. Yeah, it just leads to the opportunity of somebody taking you down. I feel like he's all right with that, right? Like, he, I feel like he's comfortable on the ground. He, he is. Um, it's just to uh, not get finished and get another chance in the next round. Because, I, I mean, there's been fights where he's gotten taken down, but then he's won the other two rounds. It's just out of the three. Like, it's a tricky game to play. It's hard to, like, I, it's hard to see this fight not going the distance. And if you see a win, yeah. you probably don't see Aljo knocking anybody out, and you're probably picking Sanhagen to knock somebody out. That's how no, I'd pick Aljo to tap him. It's yeah. the only way I see this. Yeah, you pick, I'll pick Aljo to tap, but Sanhagen's very capable of finishing Jose Aldo. I mean, uh, Aljo Mysteria. I keep talking about Jose Aldo because it's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is, a t- duh, this is a tough fight to pick. And, uh, you know, when you, when you kick a lot, because Aljo doesn't throw, like, leg kicks. He just throws high kicks. And if you're yep. an accomplished striker, and, and as, as the round wear on, it's really difficult to get back in a defensive position when you throw a lazy kick. And it could get Aljo caught up. Hopefully, he's worked on the hands a little bit more. I'm going to pick Aljo because I do think if this fight does find a way to hit the mat, that Aljo's jiu-jitsu and his wrestling is good enough to get one of those tricky submissions. I think Sanhagen's like a brown belt. His, his ground game is not that great. I think Aljo can take advantage. But if it turns to a striking match, there's a way he could possibly lose this fight. It's going to be a hell of a fight one way or another. But I'm going to pick Great Aljo. fight. If this was the title fight, I wouldn't complain. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. But I guess if you got to fight each other sooner or later, might as well fight now. If you feel like you should be the guy anyway, you should be confident to beat anyone in a division. So, to me, this is a number one contender's fight. What's weird is that it's not the co-main event. Because we have a Sun Sal versus Cody Garbrandt. Same division, same weight class, lower ranked as the co-main. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how that works. But we have it nonetheless. I'm not sure about Cody Garbrandt. I'm taking a Sun Sal until I see otherwise. It's so, Cody just got to prove to me that he's smarter. It's so difficult because Sun Sal's coming off of two straight losses. But those guys he yep. lost to, Sanhagen and Marlon Moraes, I'm okay with that. Yep. Like, Cody Garbrandt, did, like, he's just been really chinny lately. And he's lost three in a row now, all by knockout. The chin never recovers. A Sun Sal's not the greatest striker, but he's a competent striker. And the thing about the Sun Sal is his jujitsu is excellent. So, yep. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to say, like, I don't believe in Cody Garbrandt until he shows me something. So, I'm going to pick a Sun Sal as well. This is crazy because you mentioned it and I thought about it. These two are in the co-main event against two guys that have been on winning streaks over those guys. You know what these yep. guys are combined in their last five fights? 0-5. And, and they're in the co-main event. Makes no sense. It's over a guys who haven't lost in three years. Like I said, I, I, I said Sanhagen's five and zero in the UFC. Aljo is four, won four straight since getting that wicked ass knockout from Marlon Moraes. But he's won four in a row. Yeah. So together in their last nine fights, they are nine and zero in the same division, and are underneath two guys with a combined record of zero and five. That is bananas. 
it shows that they don't believe in their star potential and don't care to build them as stars. Yeah, very true. It's gross. So they'll say Cody Garbrandt on any losing streak is a bigger star than either of these guys can ever be. And that's like totally false, but... Completely false. Here we are. But that's, that's their mindset, and this is what is shown when you look at the card. And then um, after that, we come into Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. Spencer's looked great. Amanda has to lose eventually. And if she has to lose, 145 would be that time. I don't think this is that time. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Give me Amanda to win this fight. Yeah, this is a... This is one of those fights that if... I blame the UFC. If you made Amanda Nunez a star when you had the opportunity, this would be a fight people would tune into because they want to watch greatness work. But you didn't make Amanda the star when you should have. So now it's just a fight where people are just like, I don't care. Because the real the real battle here is Amanda Nunez, can she stop Felicia Spencer? Because Cyborg couldn't. And Spencer is very durable. She's only lost one fight to Cyborg. She doesn't have nearly experience that Nunez does. But it should be some kind of intrigue. And I don't think this fight's going to sell, but I think I think Amanda's going to find a way to stop her. I, I, she kind of needs to. But yeah, she's going to lose sooner or later, but this ain't it. This ain't the one, Chief. So, I don't see this going any other way. Neither neither do I. Give me Amanda's second round knockout. That's fair. In which I... Yeah. And Spencer went to distance with Cyborg. Kudos. Pat on the back. But I think Amanda's just, right now, is in the zone in a whole different level. She's, um, man, she's amazing. She's the best women's fighter of all time. Yeah, you can't even argue against that right now. No, the resume is ridiculous. You can't argue against it. But I wish she was a star so people would want to watch the best women's fighter of all time. The UFC's just some really bad with great fighters. Oh, they definitely are. Definitely are. So we'll see how that plays out. Before we get out of here, uh, I just t- text you this tweet. Oh God. Jackson Riker oh no. from the Forgotten Sons oh. just, just tweeted, thankful for the president of the United States we have, God bless America, built of freedom, forgotten no more. Heel turn or legit tweet? Like, is this, is he working us? Doug. So the angle is, yeah, we'll talk about WWE later this week, but the angle is like Forgotten Sons, like two of them have been in the military, and they recognize that on the program, and then he tweets this shit. Yeah, man, not the time nor the place. So Like, it's not a good time, if this oh is a work, to put this in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo. it? Like, wow. Yeah, thankful you for the Talk about yet? reading the room. Good Lord. <laughs> this this is where we are right now. This is Vincent Kennedy McMahon at his fullest. If this is a work, he's just like fuck it. Everything that's real can be put into a storyline. Yeah, just some things you just gotta. No, it's not the time or the place. Not for character work. If this is what it is, I'm trying. Is worker a shoot? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I, He's about to work himself into a shoot. I'll tell you that much. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, they're going to be feuding <laughs> with the New Day also? New Day. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, laid and stiff. Laid and stiff, Big E. Shout out to Big E, who left you a very good message on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. This past day. <laughs> laid and stiff, Big E. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. I had to send that to you to end the, the show just because that shit was almost beyond belief. That is crazy. Uh, nah, so thank you guys for listening. I know it's a short show, but we wanted to kind of separate uh, our last show from this one and just give Combat Sports its own little area to kind of catch up on so hopefully you guys appreciate this really quick 30 minute show later on in the week we'll come back we'll talk pro wrestling uh we have in your house pay-per-view for nxt coming up this weekend wwe is building up towards backlash or battleground i don't even know backlash it's backlash backlash thank you backlash pay-per-view aw is hitting the ground running after the latest pay-per-view double or nothing so plenty to talk about there and plus we'll talk about everything else i'm pretty sure we'll hit on more of the protests and what's going on we might get another versus battle which we get to talk about as well and try to get in some music and hip-hop too so make sure you guys follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore me at kel dansby him at andreas hale shout out to the sponsors shout out to blue wire till next week we're out peace